Welcome to another episode of The Linguistic Show. Hey, I'm Jason. And I'm Carol. And today, we're going to be talking about something really interesting that happened to this family a couple of years ago. We bought a big, stupid house. It's not a stupid house, but it is a big house. And it wasn't our first time buying a house, but it definitely was an experience moving out to the suburbs. It's not that big. Let's keep that in perspective because everyone has different opinions of what's big or not, baby. Yeah, well, when you grow up like I grew up, and having a house is a big deal, and also, this is a big house. Let's not, let's not keep fronting for the live studio audience here. And we have a five bedroom, which is essentially a seven bedroom with a finished basement and a two car garage. It's not a little house. It's not a small house. I grew up in apartments and lived in a small house. This is a nice house. And so there were lots of different things that we had to go through to get to here. And so that's the kind of stuff that we're going to be talking about today. Since a lot of you cats and kittens, we were watching Tiger King the other day. Come on, Carol Baskin oh slash Carol gosh. Bush. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am so not going to feed my husband to the lions or to the tigers. And I hope not. I hope not. But anyway, um, for all you uh, folks out there, one of my best friends is actually trying to uh, find a place with his significant other and uh, one of my other friends has already bought a house and looking to do something different long story short it's 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 a process and i feel like it's a process that a lot of people have never really been prepared for and so you know that's why we here so y'all don't make the same mistakes we made and trust us it is definitely a test of patience and will because when you are having to go through this this kind of, of situation twice and the first time was a failure and the second time is like a total redo it will test your patience as a couple thinking like, can we really actually survive a move with all these changes that have to be done to to sell this current house crazy thing is is it wasn't even the second time that was just the second time when we were looking for this house because we already had a whole house hunting adventure for our last house in temple hills i wasn't even talking about so that's, that's what i'm talking well, about like we already months pregnant trying to lord, find a house lord have mercy so that was yeah as you can imagine it was a stressful time but we learned from that experience as first-time home buyers and then as we uh you know profited off of you know property values changing over the long period of time that we owned the house we were able to sell our old house and do what we had to do and so like when we went through our our first time trying to sell the house the person i learned did not maybe have our best interests in mind find an agent that's uh in tune with your needs that's important don't find an agent who just has a license find an agent who's in tune with your needs and also it would also help just to be on the safe side to kind of find an agent that might know the area where you want to move to that is a good point because just because someone is licensed in your state does not mean they know your whole state and so we hope hope that y'all learn some lessons if you are looking for your first house your next house got a friend looking for a house don't do what we did but mm -hmm. 
why did you want to move to the suburbs? Because that is a big change for you because you are not a suburb man. So why did I want to move to the suburbs? I really didn't want to move to the suburbs, but that's where the houses are, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, the way I grew up, I grew up in apartments. We moved to a different apartment every two years until I was around 12, and then my parents finally uh, purchased a duplex in Wheaton, really small, three-bedroom duplex. My bedroom was about the size of my closet right now, ironically. That, no, that's not true. There is no way that your bedroom could be the size of your closet because you can't even fit a bedroom, so don't exaggerate. And it's a daggone metaphor. You get what I'm saying. The people get what I'm saying is that I, my bedroom was disrespectful. It was time. <laughs> It was tiny. Disrespectful. It was disrespectful. <laughs> and so that was my first experience living in a home. And of course, you know, I didn't know anything about none of this stuff. And then a few, few uh, excuse me, a few years later, my parents bought a second home. And they were supposed to use the first one as a rental property. Didn't work out. Long story short, whoop, whoop, de whoop. I never really had that kind of experience, only slightly when I was a teenager as far as living in the suburbs and having a nice home and, and that sort of thing. So to accurately answer your question, babe, the reason that I wanted to move to the suburbs is because I feel like that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to buy a big house and spread out and have a legacy for your children and have something to leave them. You know, you don't want to leave them with nothing. Yeah, you got to have something to leave them. And real estate is that kind of investment that does all generally appreciate. Um, not always, but generally does appreciate. So it's a good investment. And so as far as living in the suburbs, I mean, if you know anything about the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, you're pretty much living in the suburbs no matter what. Because ain't nobody affording those overpriced condos in D.C. <laughs> I mean, you got two choices. You can either live in the projects or you can live in a gentrified neighborhood. That's your two choices. That's all you got. And so, yeah, you want to live in a 300-year-old row house that's been renovated last year by some guy who's never even been to D.C. before and doesn't care? Or do you want to go ahead and spend that same amount of money on a big dumb house like we got with a big yard and two-car garage, nice schools and things like that? I would choose the latter. Okay, and like for me, I actually grew up right across the street from oh my, my from where we live now. So like not like it's the street, but like across the the development street. I could go in our backyard <laughs> and throw a football up over the trees and hit my wife's old house. That's how it's literally the old neighborhood across <laughs> the street. It's literally across the street. This is hilarious. Like, I'm not exaggerating when I say I can take a football and throw it at the right angle across the street and it'll end land up. in your it neighborhood. Will, it, it might, you're right. You could. Like, this is, yeah. She got a house, a big, crazy, brand new built house across the street from her old neighborhood. It's across the street, but but back when I was little, well, not little, little, but, but in high school and middle school, like this was all trees. So I would have had no idea that as a full grown adult, adult in our 30s, that I would be moving right across from where I grew up. So, so not my actual house, but the neighborhood. And so when when it was time for um, for, for us to buy a house, the um, second go round, I, I had a dream. And so I know that Jason... 
and a few Here a few of my other goes really really close dreams. friends know i have premonitions Here some yes. goes with these because dreams. the spirits be talking to me baby and they're uh, right sometimes the spirits of the ancestors yeah, be talking to me talk to and me. they told me not to put no more seasoning on that chicken i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> my ancestors talk to me through my dreams oh my god and so sometimes they they come true so i have premonitions and then it's not always a good thing but with this house, we had already put um, an offer on a house mm-hmm. a few days before. And we so did. and so me being my worry wart hypochondriac, always thinking of the worst case scenario, yet still optimistic about life. So so many details in that description. And it's so fitting of how I am because <laughs> I worry and I'm still positive. But but um, I asked our realtor. Now, this is the realtor that actually got our house sold. This is the second is the, agent. Yeah, she's awesome. When it was time to actually buy this house, we did have an offer on a house before that we had put in a few days before it was in May. And so earlier in that spring, I asked our agent a, a what if question. So I asked her, what happens if... We find a house, put an offer, it's accepted or or not, or maybe still pending. And then by chance, what if another awesome house comes out that we just can't miss? And so that's actually what ended up happening. Mm -hmm. And so we had an offer put in, I think, on a Wednesday or Thursday. I don't even remember the house we put the offer in. Oh, I do, because it's it's by the um, stadium. It's over in that area. Not I honestly don't remember. We looked at something like 50, 11, 17, 48,000 houses during this whole time frame. I mean, we literally spent the better part of three months with every free second of our time house touring. Like I, yes. I honestly don't remember. So are you talking about the ones that had the dark, the one the house that had the dark floors? Yes. And, and I, so, I like so Jason loved. I like, I like that house, but yeah, that was, never mind. Anyway, go it, on. It, that was his top pick, and so I had I had a dream. That's on- not really by the stadium, by the way. That's actually literally across the other street from the development. It's where your sister used to live. I was yes, I was trying to give you a good reference point. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so back to my, I had a dream. She had a dream. Come on, (laughs) y'all. That my children and, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. She said she had a dream. Yes, so this was the first week of May 2019. The first week of May 2019. It was that Friday, first Friday Friday of May. Friday, the first Friday of May, the month of May, well into the springtime. So I I had a dream. She had a dream. The Protestants and Christians. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I won't do it anymore. I'm pro- it's. I don't do a good Martin Luther King. I do a lot of voices. That's not I don't a good do. Martin. I don't do a good Martin Luther King. I don't do a good Martin Luther King. Like I don't do that. I got voices. I ain't got that. Yeah. One. So as y'all heard in the preview, sometimes we do get off track, but we're gonna bring it back on track, like right now. Mm, bring it back. So on that Saturday after we had the offer. 
I woke up and I was checking on a certain website because even though we had an offer in, I was still apprehensive and I was I was nervous, Nelly. We still not gonna tell y'all what websites we used. I'm sorry, I ain't getting paid. Did I get paid? <laughs> you you cut us a check, man. I'm gonna be shouting out all your websites all day long, man. I'm gonna have a sticker. Well, I ain't gonna have a sticker on the back of my car because I don't do that. <laughs> no but stickers. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, my car don't even have the Chevy logos on it. Like I don't do that. Like I'm anti. I'm. Mm-mm. Anyways, back to the show. Thank you, baby. I could not deal with the fact that we had an offer on the house that that Jason loved. It was his top pick, but I just could not get on board. And so I told him that this house is okay. It'll do, but I'm going to want to move again in a few years. And so we signed our our was it our was not it's not a deal your e your e documents all your yeah. e signatures yeah all that stuff so to i put in our offer yes yes so we, we had our offer put in jason was happy the house for him was a winner but for me i knew that i just could not stay there long term so just so everybody knows all of these houses that have been built since 2000 really since 1999 ish 1997 ish 95 ish all of these houses are shaped exactly the same the house that we wanted to put an offer for was literally shaped exactly we did the put an offer in but <laughs> it was shaped ex- it's is the exact same house it was smaller the steps were in a different place and it was in a different neighborhood but it was the exact same house same amount of rooms finished basement actually walk distance not just walking distance but literally like <laughs> li- literally you go out of your backyard and you're at the community center in the pool but hey that's okay because you know it probably wouldn't have been a great setup anyway and this is a great house so anyway yeah you don't want kids like from the pool and the tennis court walking through your yard as a shortcut so they wouldn't have been able to walk through the yard it was a fence Oh yeah, true. Okay, fine. Girl, did she just did she, she just be finding ways to just find? I be finding yeah, holes. You just be finding holes in my in my argument for why this was a beautiful house and it was cool and it was on the corner and we were right in the the community mailbox was right in front of us so we didn't have to go far for that. It was right by the community center. Like yo, it was a dope house. Dark, nice dark wood everywhere. Nice modern look, but. Anyway, the point is, is that we did find a, a really good one the very next day. Carol found one first thing in the morning, very next day. Yeah, because because even though we had the offer, I just could not personally let go of of looking on a certain website. So. She still looks! And we're not looking for a house! We're not looking for a house no time soon! Full disclosure, I do look at Auto Trader Classics all the time, and I'm not buying a car no time soon. Anyway, yeah, so it's kind of oh, Auto Trader's not paying us. No, we I don't look at Auto Trader. I, I screw that website. <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. Like you look at cars, and you're not looking to buy a car. Well, I was looking at house um, house sites just to see what else came about, even though we had an offer in that wasn't taken yet. And so this house came on the market on a Saturday morning. I called our agent early because she gets up early for her kids' sports activities, and so do we. And I told her that my my dream came true that 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 we have an offer on a house but my i guess like dream house came about so like what do we do and so you finally got your agent right you figured that part out you found somebody you could trust but 
before you even thought about an agent and you started thinking about getting a house, you should have done one thing for real, and that's get your money right. And there's lots of different reasons and different ways that you can get your money right, different types of you know strategies or what have you. But there are some really important things that matter when you are getting ready to buy that house. And so by getting your money right, I mean getting your credit right, and getting your your bank account up, getting getting your deposit right. You know what I mean? It's just like buying a car. Your down payment is going to help you get that payment down. And so is your credit. And so that was two, one, two of the things we started working on pretty early. Yeah, and by pretty early, it wasn't just in 2019 when we got this house. It was several years before. And so for me... I'm the kind of person who does like to plan things out and to think like short term, medium term. I think I don't think you say medium term, but medium term. Short. What's medium? Short right, term. So short term is mid-term, like midterm. Midterm. So midterm. So like not so not the finals. Not finals. <laughs> we talk about midterms. This only counts for twenty percent of your grade. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh my gosh. I like to to set goals and and do as short range, mid range, oh my long gosh. range. Yes, me, mid, mid range like Demar Derozan. Mid range like Kobe's fadeaway. Like mid range, mid range, huh? She's making that face because she's like, "Who's Demar Derozan?" Well, it's like, yeah, that. she don't. She stopped watching <laughs> NBA like four years ago when, 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 when the truth retired. But anyway. So we'll talk about her random weird fa- favorite leave player. Leave my even basketball. <laughs> hey, we would even talk about her. We, that funny part. Oh my god! Don't just talk to, about my basketball uh, people right now. Yeah, that's gonna get deleted out because <laughs> I don't think you want the world to know that you're a basketball celebrity crushes. That silly motherfucker. <laughs> like I don't think that's a yeah. There's okay. plenty of niggas in the league. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, well, damn. I guess so. I mean, like, yeah, he. He's a good looking dude and he's a millionaire and he's six foot eight. I ain't got shit for that. But this nigga, nah, <laughs> fuck that. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm better looking at that nigga. I'm flying at that nigga. Fuck that. Like, y'all have different thing. kind of looks. But <sighs> and so now everybody wondering who the fuck we talking about. I said it. I said his nickname before. So if you missed it, Stop if you talk about if you. Be, <laughs> if you if you missed it when I said that nigga nickname, I'm sorry. That's gonna be that's a, a, a hint to it. That's an Easter egg for a later episode on uh, your celebrity crushes because somebody makes fun of my celebrity crush from when I was a child all the time, and she uses every opportunity to bring it up anytime a movie comes on or a TV show comes on starring a certain Italian American actress. I get a hard time every time. So you know what? We're going to move right along. And that's how we always end up on these damn tangents in the first place. Anyway, we was talking about getting your money, right? And so, yes, starting years before, we really were actively looking for a house. Was getting your credit right. Getting your money saved up for your down payment. So, getting your credit right. What does that mean? How do you do that? Well, number one, you've got to stop spending. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're spending money on clothes or or, or, or like eating out a whole bunch or, or getting your nails done, because I love to get my nails done. And so, I had to think of the greater good of ways I can make sacrifices to scale back. And so, but definitely meant like a little bit of time of 
not spending so much money on the extras. Now you see, I, you know, I love you and I care about you and I appreciate and value your opinion. I but I was out. talking about, I was talking about getting your credit right, <laughs> and you started talking about cutting back on spending to get your credit I, right. I'll cut that out. I'll cut all. I'll cut that section out. So again, so one of the first things when you're starting to plan for all of this, and we we did it, you know, years in advance to get ready. Part of getting your money right is getting your credit right. So how do you get your credit right? How do you? So there's lots of different ways. Like, so I was one of those people that, yeah, I had a bad car loan, and then I compounded that by having another bad car loan that I traded that bad car loan in for. So it was an even worse car loan. That coupled with a couple of bad credit card decisions in my college years when I didn't have much guidance led me to have some pretty shitty credit. So how did I fix it? So first things first, it was a couple little, little things you can do. First thing is utilities, your cell phone, like little automatic bills, like shit like Netflix, things that you know that you're gonna pay every month, get that, get get those kind of accounts and pay that shit every month. Don't fake, don't not pay your Netflix, don't not do what you're supposed to do. Another way, store credit cards. So I had a Macy's card and I had a Home Depot card and that was it. We're not supposed to be talking about none of these brands because they're not paying us. I don't get no endorsement deals to be talking about how shopping at these stores got my credit right. But anyway, the point was store cards, right? Get your store card, pay, you know, buy a little bit, pay it back. You know what I'm saying? Now you got positives on your credit report, positives on your credit report. And then once we kind of turned a corner to where we were on the back half of our car loan on our truck, that kind of changed everything. Then it was a lot easier as far as my personal credit to get right. The last stage in that was, hmm, let me see. Like, so again, like really getting your credit right, it's, it is really the most important thing because I went from someone who was in the high fives and was a relatively embarrassing adult as far as credit was concerned to being in the, the high sevens right before we bought the house. And I, that had a lot to do with how we were able to get the house at the rate we were at. Not to mention that I also had got a better job in that time frame. Um, you know, a lot of different things. We had a lot more money saved up in the account. And that's the second part of it is you gotta have your down payment saved up. And how are you gonna get your down payment saved up? What kind of percentage of your down payment are you gonna need? It all depends on your specific financing situation. But for us, we made some moves making moves oh my god so i got that somebody missed the cue so for us <laughs> we was making moves and like, it was definitely important that that we started saving a whole lot more and so that meant um, us to cut back on certain things so whether it was um eating out so much um spending money on things that just were not going to help us reach our um, our goal and so like for me I loved buying high heels and love getting my nails done and so I realized that like what's more important getting my nails done every two weeks and buying these fresh pair of high heels every couple of months or 
thinking of what's going to help us reach our goal. And so I made a choice to just cut back on things that I can always do later down the road to help us reach our, um, our, our short term goal of getting my kind of dream house. And so, you know, I've kind of made some of the same sacrifices. Anybody who knows me knows that I have a problem with sneakers. I buy a lot of sneakers. I just like sneakers. I buy and sell sneakers. I trade them. I mean, your at name Captain, is Captain Fly Kicks. At, at Captain Fly Kicks on Instagram <laughs> or Twitter. Come holla at me, you know. We can do business. But anyway, um, yeah, I cut back a lot of that. I sold the rims off my truck. I, I made a couple of moves here and there as well. And, you know, did what I could do to help, you know, get our down payment saved up. And so we had a down payment saved up in a respectful level. We had it sitting in the account for X amount of time that was based on our financing. And so the third thing, after having oh, our money right. I want to say one thing. Oh, now. So before the third thing, Carol got one thing, uh, just like Anne Marie. Oh yes, and she's got her finger up. Hey, for everybody who's look, look for everybody who's for everybody who's tuning in online watching this, which is nobody because we ain't got no cameras on this motherfucker. If you would see how Carol got her damn one finger up, like in the one thing. One thing. Yes. Okay, Anne Marie, what was your one thing that got you tripping? That was a song was a great. Oh song. yeah, here go the distraction. Look, look, smoke screen. <laughs> Back on track. That's how I do it. So, smoke like with screens. the bank account, I am someone who sometimes Jason and others say I'm frugal. They say I'm cheap. Whatever synonym you want to use, and so me just seeing that money <laughs> just sitting there. It actually made me feel like our sacrifices that we made as um, as individuals was paying off mm -hmm. by by just seeing the money in the account, knowing that we we could touch it, which would not be smart because that would then ruin our um, our work towards our goal. Or we could just be people who were you know on track and responsible and just let it sit. And that way, when it's time to actually buy the house, it's there, and we have done our we have done our job. And the thing about stuff like that is, for real, it's kind of like a lifestyle difference. You know, when people say like, "Oh, you're gonna get in shape, so you're gonna start eating right," and so you start really changing your diet and eating more vegetables and drinking mad water and getting sleep and working out. It's a lifestyle change. It's better for your your physical health for your body. So, this is something that's better for your financial health. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lifestyle change. And pretty soon you curtail a lot of your spending and you get to save a lot more money. And, you know, you not, might not be buying a house next time. Next time you might be buying a car. So guess what? What was it? A year and a half after we bought our house, I was able to get ridiculously low financing on a relatively new used car and did it without a cosign or nothing. Just, you know. I didn't even have a crazy big down payment. But one thing is for sure, I did have a down payment. And because my credit was right from our home, home whole home buying experience, I was able to get a good rate on my car, too. And so, I mean, I know people that's paying crazy rates, double-digit rates on a car. Like, oh, my God. Like, I feel bad for y'all with that one. For real, for real. Just like I feel bad for myself when I be going to get gas. But anyway, so you got your money right, right? So you got your money right. You had a good agent. Right. And so the third thing is to come up with a good lender. Because your lender is going to help you figure out your financing so you know what kind of house you can afford. You might think, oh, snap, I got all this money in the bank. My credit is right. 
they don't give a fuck about that if you don't got a good enough job. Like all of this comes into into play together with the financing. It's about your income. It's about your savings. It's about your credit. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a lot that goes into that, and it's more that goes into that than I even know. Because honestly, I didn't deal with our lender. We had a great lender, and I personally didn't deal with her often. Big shout out to Tracy B. She is the boss. Oh, great, great lender. Like, really helped us out a ton, man. Gave us great advice on what to do, what not to do in this whole process. So, yeah, she was great. Hooked my friends up, too. So, shout out to Tracy. Yeah, dog. I thought we wasn't name dropping in these episodes because we didn't why. name drop the agent either. But that's okay. Because, okay, true. And big shout out to our great agent, Tamika L. Man, man, we got to give everybody credit because this was a real, like, serious, 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 thought out, planned out, well orchestrated, like, situation here. This was not just, oh, yeah, like, we just looked online, oh, that looks pretty, yeah, let's put a bit on it. Nah, this was, like, serious research into the property values, the schools. The age of the house, the the like square footage, like we did a ton of research too. So that's so. Before we get into the last part of it, which is actually finding the house, well, that's not really the last part. Of it. That's like the fourth part of it. The last part is actually moving, which is the part I hate. If finding the house mm. and moving caused me an amount of stress that I never would have imagined. So it's definitely worth talking about when you get to those sections of this episode. Okay. Thank you for that. I'm going to delete that part out for just reeling me back in, I guess, was what you were doing just now. So anyway, yes, your lender. You got to have a dope lender. You got to have a lender that understands your financial situation and understands your goals for the house, understands your goals for finance and like what are your financial goals? What are your personal goals? You got to have somebody that understands what's going on so they can really, really work out the best deal for you because that's what your what your lender really is for is to work out the best deal for you, man. Like if you got good credit and you got money in the bank, Pretty much, you get financed on a house. Like, tons of banks will give you loans. You trying to get the one with the best rate, the best situations with all the incentives, the best scenario as far as closing costs and things like that because there's lots of little hidden stuff involved with the house. This isn't just like buying a car. It's kind of like buying a car, but there's lots of more hidden fees. So, you know, figuring out your insurance, figuring out all these other things, figuring out your taxes, all of this that comes with your mortgage. So shout out again to all the lenders, but make sure you get a, a really strong lender who understands your needs, understands your goals, and is really dedicated towards helping you achieve that. Now, so you've got your, you, you've secured your lender, you've secured the bag. You also have your agent who's out here and knows what you're looking for. So how do you decide what you're actually looking for? That is a great question. Now, Jason already explained that we have we have two different ways of looking at houses. And so I get that. So I I always envisioned my perfect house having a set number of bedrooms. It wasn't in a set city or set county, but I had this vision of what my house 
was going to look like. That was like my perfect house. And so for me, do doing our house search, we did find lots of houses that that met most of my needs or, or or criteria requirements but they just didn't give me that feeling like oh my gosh Carol this is your house because I would hear at times that like your your house will talk to you it will be like yeah this is the one I was like mm, what's that mean okay I'm not sure about that but it wasn't until we actually came across this um, house that we're living in right now that, that I finally understood what it meant that like your house will speak to you it'll say this is the one pick me <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, like, and we saw plenty of great ones, that's for sure. Like, the one that had the the whole little doggy ramp, like, that, that, so that house cute. was so cute. That one was awesome. Remember the house with the with the red and black, with the, the guy who had the old BMW in front? That house was nice, where they had the big leather couch, and the, on the, as soon as you came inside, I like actually liked that house. It was a little bit older. Um, yeah, the fact that you don't remember the old, the fact that you don't, oh, she's making this face at me like, what the hell is you talking about? The fact that you don't you remember because the, the house stood out so you mean much. The man who was a cute? It was, it was a guaranteed African American family home because as soon as we walked in, all the furniture looked like shit we would have had out front. He had an old mid late mid to late nineties BMW seven series on twenty twos dropped like bagged that yeah John was sick. Was this the man who lived by himself? Who was no, no, a older cute dog? It wasn't the man who lived by himself. That no. was another house. No, that was his house was in disrepair. This was the one that was just old that had the really big backyard, and it was just it was just an older house. The point is, is that yo you look at lots of different houses, and so Carol looks at houses and she waits for it to speak to her. Her. Me, <laughs> like I like, man. I didn't grow up in a house. So I grew up in an apartment. So I lived in a house much later in life. So there's certain things that I look for in a house, and it has a lot more to do with convenience. It has a lot to, more to do with amenities. It has a lot more to do with location. You know, proximity to the highway. How I'm gonna get to work. Like I'm thinking about my day-to-day -day operations. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. The schools. So, yes, I, I want the house to look dope and I want it to feel like something, but all houses are going to feel like something. You know, your house, like, yes, your house should speak to you, but your home is where you make it. And so there's a difference between having a house and a home. And so that is something that comes from you. You make your home. And so when we did find this one, I remember coming here and saying to myself, well, it's a pretty cool house. Our, our, Previous owner, um, he's an older gentleman, great guy. He, um, you know, he was here when we visited the first time. He was here when we had the inspection. We visited the second time with my mom and yeah. So he was a great guy. He was a great guy, <laughs> and you could tell he took a lot of pride in his house. And so, you know, that was dope. I mean, like we'd seem to be fair. If you are house hunting in the modern era, ninety percent of what you're gonna see. In, on the market no matter where you live is going to look exactly the same uh, most of these home builders do make the exact same house our street has 12 of the exact same house if you go up and down either side of the block throughout our cul-de-sac it's all the exact same house just with different pieces put on you, you have a few that are like a little bit smaller like a few oh i ain't that talking about the first street i'm talking no, about like I mean, on I mean our, our street like yo but <laughs> it's it's smaller because it doesn't have the bump out that ours different. has or like our neighbor has a bump out that we don't have 
or something along those lines. But the point is, is like they're all the same base shape. And so we had actually seen, I think, of this same base shape house, five other ones of this same base shape house. The one I really liked was the one that had the two-story uh, family room that had the pillars on the front. Like, I really liked that one. That, that house was amazing, but like given the timing, and okay, so speaking of timing, you must also be be on point like when it comes to ooh, time to ooh, get ooh, your stuff done. One hundred percent. Like, don't waste time when it comes to like if your lender says no, Carol, Jason, sign this and the, get it back. Well, yeah, sign this, do this, do that. Don't waste time because time will will possibly end up costing you your favorite house and so, we have so, been there so yo there was a house exactly the same shape as the one we have but with an extra eight feet on the back an extra six feet on the one side they can't see my sad a, face a, a side entry garage a two-story family room like it, it would instead of classic railings on the steps and across the landing it had like the wall the short wall built there it had the little reading nook over top of the big <laughs> Uh, foyer like the, the house was just like just like ours but with 20s on but it. much better it was it was like our house with candy <laughs> with candy paint and 20s on it like it was just dope it was fly it really was um and yes we loved it we just wasn't we were not 100 percent ready when we saw it and at that time 2019 remember this 2019 pre-pandemic all that you know what I'm saying? The houses, the housing market was crazy. Like stuff was on the market like 48 hours max. Stuff would be on the market and sell the same day it went on the market. So um, yeah, what Carol just mentioned, you gotta be ready. When I say you gotta be ready, ready, you gotta be ready, ready to pull the trigger if it's something you really like. Oh man, just thinking about all the ones that we really liked that we missed out on, it even though this one timing. is great, and yeah. it was yeah, it was just bad timing. But anyway, so you so you 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 found out that yeah you had your money right and you had good timing and you saw it on the website and you're like oh my god look at that and you got you hollered at your realtor and your realtor was like okay we can go visit it and on the way to go visit it you called your 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 lender and was like yo lender this is a five hundred thousand or a four hundred thousand or whatever amount house and this is how much we got in the bank and yada 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 why don't you work something out and we'll let you know so now you go look at the house now when you see something online just like anything else just like when you buying clothes when you buying a car um anything else that you buy online you shop at target or walmart online or like my wife does giving that motherfucker jeff bezos all this goddamn <laughs> money on this amazon and to think he used to start out selling college textbooks <laughs> and look at him now we can talk about college child. That's college textbooks is a sore subject for me. And anybody who knows my history knows why. But anyway, this motherfucker Jeff Bezos is getting all my money, by the way. But anyway, yes. Uh, even when you look at Amazon, you look at the pictures and stuff, and you be like, oh, yeah, that's great. Not till you see it in hand and experience it are you going to know. So I would say the next most important step, I would say from my perspective, what was the most important step in this process other than getting your money right, getting your credit right, so that you can get a good loan, is to really, really look at the house. Don't just go and open the doors and be like, ooh, all the doors work. Ooh, the light switches work. That's pretty. That's not. Yay. Woo. Like, nah. I'll take it. 
not like be yeah, thorough. Be thorough. <laughs> really look at the house. Like I told my man's and his girlfriend the other day, I was over their house and they was about to go house shopping. I was like, dog, get a tape measure. And like. What? I was like, dog, don't forget to get a tape measure before you go look at this house. Get a tape measure and make sure your phone is charged. You're like, my phone charged, but what do you mean a tape measure? I'm like, dog, you six foot four. <laughs> you six foot four. Bring a tape measure. You got to go in that shower, make sure that work. You got to measure doorways. You got to measure. And I, and I pointed, they have a really big, cool sectional, right? It was like, look at your dope sectional right here. I know you want to bring that to the new house. How you gonna get it in your house if it won't fit in none of the doorways? You gotta bring a tape measure. You gotta do things like that to just make sure the house is what it's supposed to be. Now your your home inspector is gonna make sure it's really what it's supposed to be. But you bring a tape measure, make sure your your your, your phone is charged so you can take pictures and have a flashlight. Things like that that you can see when you're looking for the house because when you first go visit the houses, you're gonna see some stuff. You're gonna see some stuff that be like. You know, the camera you know, that they took pictures with and you saw it on the website look great. You get there in person. And You're like, like, what is this? They done lied to me on so-and-so.com. This right. is not what I thought I was coming to see. I mean, you get there, the whole place smell like dog piss. There's like... Hole in the ceiling, you got a water leak. Oh my god. <laughs> that, so not the second time we went looking for the house, but the first time we went on a really quick story. The first time we went looking at a house, we we looked for a house in Prince George's County for our first house. And and we we were looking at one in Prince George's County and it was on the market for like I feel like it was like three weeks or something. So it was alright, it was kinda on the hill, it was weird, whatever. It had land. I was like, I like the land. We went inside, there was a that hole in the flooded. ceiling. There was a hole in the ceiling and the whole house was flooded. Like, oh my God, young. So please go look at these houses. Don't just look at the website and be, oh, that looked dope. Let's put an offer. Nah, yeah. go look. The previous owner <laughs> might have been crazy. The previous owner might have done something crazy and you just can't have that in your house. Now, there's some things you can fix. You can paint. Like, you can, you know, you can fix walls. You can do, you can change where your walls are. You can, you can renovate your own house. It's your house. You can change it after the fact, but there's some things you just can't change. Number one, and then number two, you use those as negotiating points. See that hole in the wall? I need y'all to knock down a couple, you know, a couple hundred for that. You know, oh, that nasty, ugly, uh, what do you call that, linoleum floor <laughs> with this 1970s bathroom? Nah, y'all gonna have to knock down like a thousand for that. Like, these that that bad grass in the backyard and that raggedy fence like you said there's a fenced in backyard fence don't fence nothing in it don't yeah. got no fence it's all negotiable and hopefully mm -hmm. y'all can find a, a a middle ground and maybe right. they may say yes or may say no but it's always worth it at least asking take pictures that's another thing i bet and for our current house we would have been able to talk this joint down even further than we got it for had we been paying attention and took pictures of our bathroom but that's neither here nor there we didn't know at the time and it's neither here nor there that's an episode for another another ep i mean excuse me that's a story for an episode that's an episode for another episode because that was the my productive my during the pandemic my pandemic project <laughs> Uh, rebuilding a whole damn bathroom on a brand new house like that's crazy anyway 
So yes, take pictures because not only do you see the things that you want your home inspector to really focus on, you find negotiating points like Carol just pointed out. Negotiating points that help you talk that price down. Just like you go buy a used car, you find little things here and there, you talk that price down. But a house, it's the same thing. So, you know what I mean? You you, you looked all around the house, you, you, you went up and down the stairs, you opened all the doors, you went in the backyard, you looked at your neighbor's houses, and you could tell they might not be crazy. So you think you really like this house, right? You really, really like it. You got to put in your offer, like Carol had mentioned before, right now. Don't waste time. Right now. I'm talking about, like, if you like it, and you really like it, and you feel relatively comfortable, I'm talking about the second that you close that door and you're putting the key back in the lockbox, your realtor should be on her phone putting in your offer slim. And because we talking about the modern era, you ain't gotta wait for all this paperwork and all this stuff. She'll have them contracts, she or he rather, will have them contracts ready for you within minutes. And it's all e-signatures. Yeah, it's definitely something that, um, that if you, have a house that talks to you or, or is not talking to you and you know in, in your heart that you know, that that house may sell really fast like Jason was saying don't don't waste time but also you're gonna want to do something that can make your offer stand out and so like for us we did um, a letter mm-hmm. that, that explained why we are interested in this house and I actually used my whole I grew up right across the street ish an example of like of how we can take what's here already and then and then still maintain it so we definitely did what we could to get this house because when i saw it listed on it on a on a saturday morning which is not normally done usually houses are come out on a thursday friday or wednesday already knew at first sight that this house is going to be gone by Sunday so we got to do what we can to make ourselves stand out and so enough for you all that may mean um talking to the owner if um if he or she are, are there or just finding ways that can make your offer different and so yeah because that did work for us with speaking to the owner and think about it from the owner's perspective and they're trying to sell their house to do whatever they're doing now, part of one of the things I was talking about getting your money right for people who already are homeowners and are getting ready to buy a new house, make sure you're selling your house for the right amount of money because oh, selling, selling our house, our house selling our house was not torture. easy. It, 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 it definitely easy. sold for more than what we had expected, but but Way the more we the, came pr- up. the process. And not even the process, the experience of the person who was buying our house. It was like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And oh, yeah, nah, he was no joke. He was not he cool. He started it, out it, nice. It, it was not a, when, the, when, when the offer was accepted by us, things shifted. Yeah, it definitely did. And so, um, you know, we don't want to get too deep into all of that. But, yeah, just recall that, you know, that was a big portion of our getting this house was selling our old house and making it ready to sell. And so the last part that really kind of transitions us to the last part of this whole process is all right, so bet you put in your offer, your offer got accepted, all that good stuff. You negotiated, you made your terms, y'all you signed your paperwork, you got your keys. First thing to not do what we did to not do, which is make sure that you turn your utilities on. 
Uh, oh. sign, you sign your paperwork. Just make sure. Just, just, just. I we forgot. No, to no, turn nobody is saying. No, 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 no. Nobody is. Nobody's saying that summer. you. Nobody said. Oh, it was hot. Nobody's saying that it was your fault. I can right, it. Because here's no, and I'm not blaming you. Because here's the actual scenario of how this fuckery went down. We realized that it was a possibility. And once the dude who did, who wanted to buy our house agreed, it was like a 48-hour, everything in our house had to be packed up and gone, and signed paperwork, and uh, signed paperwork on the new house. And once they closed. And take delivery once they closed. All of this happened within 48 hours. And between the time frame, my wife and I probably slept collectively two hours in two and a half days plus so it was us finally getting the guy to put an offer on our house right but his contingency was the whole property got to be clean got to be gone no stuff in it which is generally how that goes but sometimes people leave things here and there and it's not that big a deal right we weren't Ooh. at that point we had already went through our declutter phase and we'll talk about <laughs> decluttering in a minute. We had already went through our declutter phase that our realtor had suggested. And so, you know, the house, we had a, a storage unit, a bunch of our stuff in the storage. Um, we were already downsized, but he wanted the shit completely, completely gutted. So we did so. But that took the entire night. And so we had our U-Haul. We had to, I think, rent two U-Hauls. Um, we had to rent two no, different U-Hauls. And so here's the thing. And I know that y'all been tuned in for a few of these episodes and you know how my family structure is. How is your family structure? I am a father <laughs> of three daughters. I don't got no boys and that's helping me out with this. I don't have no sons. I didn't got that. My brother lives thousands of miles away. I don't got no help like that. So my boys helped me out. My one boy helped me out one night. My other homie helped me out another night. But, yo, I moved an entire house basically by myself because my wife, I love her to death. And my daughters, I love them too. But they all have this pattern that they've learned from their mama in which they start <laughs> something. And if they don't like doing it, they excuse themselves in various ways. Oh, my stomach hurt. I got to go to the bathroom. I need to do my homework. I got to go finish my laundry. I got to go do something. Let me go call my mama real quick. Let me just do something and then go away <laughs> and never come happens, back. But it does and happen so, too often. <laughs> again, you know them big boy moving trucks, not the 18-wheeler, but the big boy box truck joint. I filled up an entire one of those with a five bedrooms worth of, of furniture and then filled up the one that's like the van with the box on the back, filled up one of those too the next morning. And so shout out to all of my peoples who helped us out with that. Everybody, uh, you know... Really appreciate y'all, Jamal, obviously, Delante, y'all helped out a bunch. Janae, <laughs> Janae helped us out, like, at the buzzer. Yes. At the you, buzzer. Like, if you're when, listening to this podcast, you literally saved our closing day. Yeah, because it was, was it was like, yo, stressed. stuff had to be out the house by 12 p.m. At that point, Carol and I had been up since the day the morning of the day before and we were still trying to get everything packed and get out the house so i'm talking about literally 
packing moving trucks and moving stuff to the to the new house, moving stuff to the storage bins, whatever, for about what's twenty four plus twelve, thirty six hours straight. Oh, I do have one other big kudos, and so this goes back to like when you have your agent. When you're picking your agent, you want to get someone who's going to be willing to help you do whatever it takes. And so, a um, big shout out to Tamika, who literally helped us clean up little things that we didn't even notice should have been gone. But she got in there with us and she got it done with us. So, we are eternally yeah, grateful for, for sure. all that extra help that she didn't have to do, but she did. Yep, for sure. And so, so yeah, we we figured it out it was crazy we figured it out i don't know how we figured it out but we figured it out i feel like my physical health had never been the same since then you have said that every couple of months since i mean because yo from that point on <laughs> I, bad. I mean i was up for i like i said i had about an hour and a half of sleep overnight when we were laying on the floor once we had already moved all the furniture out of our house all the furniture was in the truck and my wife and my babies were literally laying on the floor and we I got blankets. about I got about an hour and 20 minutes of sleep like leaned up against a coffee table sitting on the floor oh, and Carol night. had about the same amount of sleep sitting in a fold up chair and like a, a, a backyard <laughs> fold up chair um, and so yeah we figured it out though and so yes now we got to the point where everything's packed we've closed on the house we Thank got our God. keys we signed all the paperwork now what now you got me driving this big ass moving van <laughs> down the beltway off we didn't of, have help though off an hour of sleep <laughs> i'm driving this big ass moving van off an hour of sleep Pulling that jump, reverse it into my new house without hitting my mailbox, without hitting my garage, and we and we moved the second moving truck, and yes, we pulled it off. Yes, we did have some help. We hired some movers. Yes. It was dope. They they came through because we were exhausted. We definitely needed people to come and like literally help us move because oh, yeah. it was a, a, um, a work day so the people who were helping us previously on the weekends couldn't they help. were at they work couldn't help yeah my, my homies couldn't help um all of carol's friends couldn't help at that point so yeah we had we got the movers they helped us out and then of course <laughs> to make uh things even more complicated pouring down rain pouring down thunderstorm while we were moving oh, the furniture it, into the house Pouring down thunderstorm as we're moving furniture into the house. All that rain. Right, and so and so, yeah. We but we figured it out, and yeah, we had all the rain, and yes, we forgot to turn on our utilities. So that first night, not only did we not have any furniture, but we didn't have any air conditioning. And then the 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 <laughs> last part of this, in the middle of the summer. yes, and the last <laughs> part of this, the last part hot, of this so. crazy adventure <laughs> with me and my wife just being exhausted and not having an electricity, which meant no no. Uh, just hot water. for one night. It was just for one night, but guess what? 
We didn't have a bed yet because we were getting ready to buy all new furniture with the new house, right? So we had the last thing, oh, the that air damn mattress. air mattress. <laughs> so we had, you know, we had an air mattress. So we blow up the air mattress, right? We didn't know there was a hole in the air mattress. Mm. And so, yes, we slept on the air mattress night one. It went flat three times overnight. <laughs> it was already a hundred plus at night. It was so hot. But... At the, at the end of that week, we had already ordered our bed. We had ordered our furniture for the living room. Yep, for the we kids. Had, we did we theirs had, first. We did all everything for the kids. By, by the end of that week, everything was straight. And so while it was a challenge and it was intimidating, we were able to figure it out. And that's what really matters. And like some of the things that, that, that this actually helped me realize is that we are a really good team. But yes, there were numerous stages in this process that were headaches. Yeah, and so, and so, so us being together for a long time, there were there were some things that we knew had to be done. There were some things that 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 me, who at times, who at times is kind of stubborn and bullheaded, I was thinking that that they wouldn't be um, a big deal. And one of those things was decluttering, because Jason likes his space to be organized and clean he's mr feng shui likes to have balance i, I like mean, that don't you want to feel comfortable in the room i want to be comfortable but you know where stuff is that whole part but then again i'm terrible when it pertains to my closet and my clothes like i just there's some shit everywhere i guarantee there's a pair of sneakers every in every room of this house that belong to me it's, it's terrible i'm sorry we didn't see eye to eye on certain things but i knew that 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 was going to help us to reach our goal of of selling our house. So that meant to to paint certain parts of the of the old house so we can make it look like it's from a magazine, so, which actually did really work. So what that means is I had to resurrect my handyman skills from a prior time in my life. I painted multiple rooms in the house. I don't be forgetting about Kevin. <laughs> oh my goodness, and Kevin, yes, Shout Kevin was Kevin. A, yeah, he was. We great actually painter. live in our same in our same neighborhood so by chance. <laughs> so, yeah, big ups to Kevin for helping paint. Um, but yeah, painted, painted rooms, painted the house. Um, as a confessed sneakerhead, part of the decluttering had to do with. <sighs> so I have a lot of sneakers. I love that. That's gonna be another episode for another time. But I had to downsize to like four pairs of shoes so that I didn't have shit all in my closet so that my closet would look like because you had to show your house to sell it right we so had to you, have our house looking like it was show from a magazine. quality house and imagine having three small children three elementary school age children and having your show your house show quality talk about decluttering so again decluttering was one of the most important parts of that whole process and so yeah happy that we made it to the end of that process yeah, and so, you know, like for me, there there were moments that I knew that in the long run that we're not gonna like go crazy, but there were times I was thinking I cannot work with you with packing and declutter because we're not on the same page. But 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 you were a fantastic leader with helping me to realize that. Carol, you gotta stop being stubborn. You got to declutter. That means putting things in the storage, your aunt's house. 
I had, <laughs> I had like I had a very hard time. Cases. I had like fifteen cases of go. sneakers. I had like fifteen <laughs> cases of sneakers I had to pack up, and I wear a size 12, 13, So my boxes is big, and yo, like it was a lot. So just think about the fact that I probably personally moved four times during this move because I had to move to the storage bin. I had to move from the storage bin. I had to move from our house to your aunt's house. I had to move from your aunt's house to the truck back to the new house. So I moved multiple times during this move. And again, that's why we were talking about decluttering. And so, yeah, like after you got that part figured out, now you're in business. And so to recap, yo, like you're looking for your house, right? You want to do something big for your family. You want to have an investment. Real estate is the move. So those are the things you really got to be thinking about. You got to be thinking about getting your money right getting your credit right you know what i mean that way you can get the best rate you know what i'm saying keep your monthly payment down getting your money right so your down payment is nice again goes towards making sure you get the best monthly rate so you can afford this new house you don't want to be house poor you don't want all your money going into your house and then you can't do shit and you're eating tuna fish every single night because you got a big <laughs> ass dumb house but you can't afford to do shit because now you didn't spend all your money so you don't want to go that route the second part is boom now you got your money right and everything like that and you start to be prepared you start to do your research make sure you get a good agent you know what I'm saying? Your agents got to look out for your your interests and your needs. They know what kind of house you want. They, you know, look at it periodically. Be like, hey, yo, this might be a good idea. Maybe you want to get a home built. Maybe you want to find an old house. Maybe you want to find a new house. Maybe if you just give them the parameters, they can give you all kinds of crazy options based on your bedroom parameters or whatever other square footage or yada, yada, yada things that you might be considering. So then after you've, you know, got your money right, you've got your agent, now you're starting to talk to your lender to find out how much house can you really, really afford. You think you might know what kind of house you can afford, but you don't know because you're not a damn bank executive. So you don't know what your finances really going to be like until you, unless you got some kind of funky pre-approval or something like that. Or if you Which do is a, definitely worth getting oh, pre-approval. Oh, it is. Oh, it definitely <laughs> is. And, or if you're doing FHA or if you're doing some kind of specialty mm -hmm. loan where you know what you're working with, great. Then just get to that point so that you can do that specialty loan. And then after you've done all of that, you start doing your research. Really, really pay attention to these houses. Really do your research. Make sure you're taking pictures and act quickly. Do not hesitate if something grabs you. If something grabs you and it fits your needs, man, don't let it get away from you. Don't let your dream house get away from you. So after you get all of that kind of stuff straight, you've, you know, really researched your home and everything like that. You jumped on it. You figured out everything, plan out your move, plan out how you're going to get it done, try to find some folks to help you out, and, you know, <laughs> last thing, make sure you turn on your utilities when you move. So yes. You're not sitting <laughs> at 100 degree temperatures in the middle of summer with no AC, but no, nah, that, that doesn't happen to everybody. That was just a joke, but the point is... I was is, tired. The point we hadn't is, slept. <laughs> yes, we hadn't slept in two days, but the point is, is it, it is an experience. It's a hard experience, but it's worth it. It's fun, and, you know, 
as long as you make it fun, it will be an enjoyable experience. It's a stressful time. It is a stressful experience. It's a huge investment. It's a ton of money involved. It's a ton of stress involved. It's one of the only big purchases. Your, your home, your car, your computer is really the only big purchases you have in your life. Other than, you know, buying stuff for a business or something like that. So, you know, it is a big deal. And I just hope that, you know, our experience can help you to figure out how to, you know, have a similar experience yourself. So we have our oldest daughter who is going to just be giving us her point of view as a, um, at the time as a preteen, but, but now a teenager in terms of how it was moving from our old county and old house, old neighborhood to where we live now. So our previous home, it was technically in a suburb by definition, but in reality, it was it was very urban. So I had like a little bit of suburb touches, rarely here and there, but it was quite different than how it is where we live now. And so we thought that it was important just to hear how she feels because she's shared with us her thoughts numerous times over the last almost three years of living here. But since this episode is about perspective, you wanted to get her perspective too. What were some of the things that maybe have surprised you for moving from the old house to the current house or current neighborhood? So one of the biggest things that I thought interesting is was how many people are scared to like ride the train as the back down as the as the way we live because like I thought it was such a casual thing but like coming here like people's parents don't want them on the train or like they're actually scared of being on the train. So is it the parents who are scared or is it the kids maybe who are scared because of the parents say oh it was bad oh it was scary. It's or maybe both. It's like both of them. Hmm. Okay. And, and 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 so also like it sounds weird, but but there was a huge like shock in my head for us when I'm moving here. I remember on on the first day of school, I walked in and I and and then I went to my own, to my first block class and I, and I had never seen a some someone a some my age that that was white and I. I wasn't like shocked or anything, so because he's like, yeah, he, yeah, he's white, but I was like, oh my goodness, because it's real. I had never <laughs> met anyone white, as, as, like my age, like I've like, never at all, ever, like, like ever, ever in her life, like no one in in, in our neighborhood as, as, so was white that, that that I ever saw like walk outside, and so there was no one at my school that was white. That there was nobody that I saw like anywhere like really. In our neighborhood, that was white. Yeah, and so Ali has a really good point that that with our old neighborhood, it was not really diverse. And so with Jason and I doing our our um, our house hunting and our house search, when we started this house process of of looking to sell and then buy, we didn't know where we were going to live. We had no idea that that we'd be living in Waldorf. That was not. The plan but that's what happened but we wanted um, our children to to go to school and to live somewhere that is that um that is um a diverse neighborhood and like Ali was saying her school was not diverse in terms of of race and the neighborhood wasn't either and so when she says that she has never met or seen someone um, in her age range who was Caucasian or white she's telling the truth there she never had that you know that experience and so with her I do definitely see that 
you know, that was a change that, you know, that as a mom, I didn't even think about that it would be a culture shock. I thought maybe it would be something like, oh, okay, it's different, but no big deal. But for her, it was definitely a change. There are so many of uh, some stereotypes that, that people like have about our old county. Like I'll tell people, oh yes, I used to live in, in a PG county and they'll be like, ugh, PG county, ugh, ugh. And, and, and uh, they'll be like, oh, oh really dramatic. And I find it like so weird because it's a really big county. And, and it's know, really like, big. The, um, the southern part and, and, the, and the middle part like by itself is different. So like every neighborhood is going to be different. And it's just weird that they all, they all assume that every place is like a poor place. And you're right about that because like in northern um, Prince George's County, it is is more diverse Man. than than the southern part. And so that's something that kind of brings me back to like how I thought about where your dad grew up. And that was in the previous episode about like growing up in the DMV, how I thought that um, in Montgomery County where dad, is, where dad is from, that there were only maybe like three black families in one of them was was his family, and so, so I just so didn't even, know. So even I know there's a lot more than that. Look, your dad told you, so I was. No, it's we've been to Montgomery County before. We've I, I seen had, people of color. I had never no been black. there, but for me, I never been there before until college. So I never had a reason to go to Montgomery County. College. Yes. So let's get back on track. Is so, it College Park? like a train ride away from the nearest like can't you ride there on the train yes you can ride on the train to You're college like gone from college park to montgomery county and that's what i no. that's what i did when anyhow and you, and you like, oh my goodness a black person but not till college so so far you've talked about the whole culture shock with school you talked about the train and people maybe being afraid of riding the metro slash subway slash train but is there anything else that was maybe a surprise to you from from moving to the from moving from the old house and neighborhood to where we currently live the one of the other things is like i is is on sidewalks because at our own neighborhood there were like no no sidewalks anywhere we had to walk on sidewalks. The, that's important. <laughs> we had to walk on the curb, and and the people in, in our neighborhood they normally like sped down the streets. So we would like almost like like it hit. So sometimes people would just like be like driving like so fast, and so there was no like walk for us to like go on. So we couldn't right. like go anywhere. Yeah. And so it's walking in people's lawns. Just I don't like doing that. It, it, it's it's rude. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying that you don't like doing that. But at times, I would tell you all, walk really close on the 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 like the curb side of someone's lawn, but don't walk in the actual street, based on what time of day it was. Because if, if cars are speeding by, they may not, I guess, like notice kids walking home from the bus stop or from your actual school. And so, your father and I wanted to live in a neighborhood that was actually a neighborhood that had things that are simple like sidewalks because you didn't have that so we heard it straight from an awesome teenager and so she's given us her point of view on how it was moving from one county to another um, in the previous county that we lived in that's where she was literally born in that county our our very first home as a married couple was in that county our second home was in that county so 
that's all that she knew and so like things that were like the, the metro riding the metro bus like having a having a bus stop right in the corner like that was normal to her and so those are things that we've had to as a, um, as parents think well what's more important giving her an experience that maybe she can get um get to um dc easier like on the bus or subway or an experience that will help that, that to us will help them more long term so we definitely thank you for giving us your perspective and so you know i hope you did learn something from us today and if you did you know as i've asked you all many times before go ahead drop a like subscribe to this channel yeah. hit, hit that button tell a friend tell a friend to tell a friend tell your neighbor tell your aunts so you can find us on spotify mm -hmm. you can find us on stitcher that too and be sure to follow us on instagram at linguistics show yeah i need to get my follower account up so yeah holler at us on social media <laughs> get it right come holler at us thanks everybody all right good night This has been an Ashangali Enterprises production. Co-produced by Naomi. Music by Brassville.